Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, I, I have to add a little rule in this conversation on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. The question is this you have to do without the internet, running water, or electricity. Which one do you choose and why? The rule is, of course, the internet is obsolete if you have no electricity. We're going to not pretend that that's the case, right? So just think of each of these things independently. You have to do without the internet, running water, or electricity. Which one do you choose and why? Uh, 651-641-1071. Holly, feel free to butt right in whenever we have any... Well, we do uh, have one person who's patiently waiting. Okay, wonderful. Who do we have? We have Charles. Hello, Charles. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. I'm glad to hear from you today. How you doing, Bradley? I would do without the internet because the internet just caused too many problems. I I don't disagree with you. The internet uh, is the source of many problems. So as long as you wa- had that running need- water and electricity, you there's so many things you can do. Right. I need to watch TV and I need to bathe. That's all you got, and maybe a couple lights every once in a while and something exactly. to cook on. And seeing if you, yes, exactly. And you need electricity to cook, even whether it's electric or gas. See? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Charles. Okay, so Charles is kicking the internet out. Six I just f- had a whole conversation with myself. Okay, well, way, he said hi needed. to you, and then I was like, I, I don't know. think. I, feel <laughs> I don't bad. know what I happened. just wanted yeah. you to know I was there. It was, there was like. <laughs> Fine, Brad. A deafening pause. It was literally like you were just like, I don't feel like saying hi to Charles. Charles. Hi, Charles. Hi, Charles. Hi, Charles. There we go. (laughs) Six, five, one. I literally was like, hi, Charles. (laughs) (laughs) Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. You have to do without internet, running water, or electricity. Which one do you choose and why? And forget about the fact that the internet and the electricity are related. Okay. Yeah, they're not mutually, or they are mutually exclusive for the purposes of this uh, mental exercise. Exactly. It's just a fun little game. And the reason I ask is because we've been without internet since Tuesday. We just got oh, it restored God. today. How does that feel? Well, to have it restored, yeah. I I like just want to go home and surf the web all afternoon. Like now, so and and it's doubly difficult right now because my house is my husband's office. Yeah. And it's How does that half work? the day it's my, oh, okay, so we're really lucky we have great neighbors. So we literally called one of our neighbors up and we were like, hi, um, we are without internet and we need internet. And she was like, oh, here's my password. And if oh, you wow. are in one area of my house, you can hop on her internet. Okay, so I've already had to like run to one part of your house. Yep. So, and then also yesterday, because I'm not done. Yesterday, we also lost electricity for a period oh of time as we were having some work done in our house. So, And I was like, OMG, and there will be a day coming up soon where we will lose running water for a hot minute. Oh, okay, so you're so, getting all of the above. But luckily, Have you not said all which at the same one, time. Which one you would give up? I'm going to say running water. Oh. What? Wow. I know. You're giving up running water. I think I'm giving up running water. 
Are you? Are you? You have a but home see, full of people listen, who use toilets. I yeah. know. It, but, you know, like. You're not flushing any toilets. We Mm-mm. could. I know. I know. I know what the implications of my choice are. But I just feel like electricity and Internet for the life I lead. Water running water is like, eh, I don't know. Like I could hop in a lake to wash. Ugh. Where are you pooping? Probably in a hole somewhere in the backyard or something. Okay, so that'll last about a day. I mean, until there's I don't know. more than one hole in your backyard full of doo doo. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Internet, running water, or electricity? You have to live without one of them. Which one do you choose, and why? We have Mary on the line. Hi, Mary. You have Hi, to Mary. do without internet, running water, or electricity. Which one do you choose, and why? Well, considering I've been out of water, I have been out of electricity, and I've not had the internet, so I've gone through all three. I pick not having electricity because Bradley's got it nailed. If you don't have running water, you cannot flush your toilet. You cannot shower. You cannot bathe. You can't even pour yourself a glass of water or boil noodles. So or wash dishes. Yep. You can't do any of that. And God help you if it lasts more than 24 hours. (laughs) Right. It's not good. (laughs) Trust me. Yes. I'm with you, Mary. Um, so there you go. I know. See, thank you, Mary. Thanks, I guess I'm Mary. thinking about the fact that like we do rely on the internet. We need the internet right yeah. now because my husband's working from home. I work, yeah. you know, when I'm not on the air, I'm doing work at home as well. Um, electricity, like so many things that we need. I just feel like pot pottying. Yeah, I you know I kept trying washing. to f- figure out how I could get rid of something, and because I want to keep the internet. But I literally don't think I could because if I if I honestly look at the things that I that would rub me the wrong way, like I think I could make it a lot longer without the Internet because I could look at a book. I could watch over the air TV. You could call somebody else and ask them to look stuff up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Ask Jeeves. I (laughs) I could basically live in 1999 for a while that's true right only because i've done it now if you were under the age of 30 i bet you'd start bargaining to keep the internet like you'd try to really figure out like okay how can i really do without running water right holly do we have any other callers no we don't we gotta go well why don't you quickly tell us what you're going without i'm going without the internet like brad i can go time travel back to 1999 and i can figure it out now that's also saying too that there's internet at place of where we are right now there is (laughs) internet at place of where we are (laughs) meaning the office yes (laughs) because I'm coming into the office. I'm in a place where it's like, okay, if, if I really need internet, I can go there. But actually, it'd be quite refreshing if I didn't have internet at home because there's a lot of books I, I need think, to read. Okay, you know what? I'm actually I would love not having internet at home if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic oh, and yeah. and we weren't using our home as our office. Yeah, also, yeah. right? I would actually highly consider. Nope, that's not true. I have three children. They would lose it. Guys, this is not easy. Okay, fine. Yeah. Everybody, I I encourage you to do that emotional exercise for yourself. And when we come back, we are going to use electricity and the internet to tell you about Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh. We got a little gooper scoopers when we come back on My Talk 1071.
Oh, Gwyneth. Gwyneth Paltrow. She is like a deep, deep well, and we love to visit that well on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley, trainer. Hi. Good, you're not muted. And when we talk about Gwyneth Paltrow, we like to call ourselves the Gooper Scoopers. Here come the Gooper Scoopers. They are gonna find you stuff that's dumb on Goopa, Scoopa, Goopa, Scoopa. That's just what they do. Goopa, Scoopa, Goopa, Scoopa. there's always stupid stuff on Goop. I would like to call this segment uh, The Goop Giveth and The Goop Taketh Away. Mm. Because I've got one story where Goop gives us exactly what we want, which is eye rolls for days. And then a story actually where it's not particularly goopy, and actually I kind of enjoyed what I was hearing. So let's, and we talked a, a little bit about these in the uh, lead up to this segment. But in the dirts l- alerts. In the dirts alerts. But I do want to start with this article that she wrote for British Vogue. Wherein she's talking about, that is Gwyneth Paltrow, the moment she knew her marriage to Chris Martin was over. That so-called conscious uncoupling moment. And it is the most Gwyneth Paltrow experience, which is why I knew it was perfect to bring it for a gooper scooper. Okay. Can I just start by saying before you say anything, my eyes are sore from rolling because... The only person who's still talking about conscious uncoupling is Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. It's so, um, in this moment, you're like, do you not have anything else? I mean, have you looked around at all to see what's going on in the world? And the best you can do is talk about the moment you knew your relationship. Old petrified uh, marriage trope. Literally, it's been six years. We didn't care then. No. Okay. We might have cared initially. Well, we laughed at how dumb it was. But yeah, Exactly. So we followed the story to its logical conclusion. Gwyneth Paltrow won't give it up. Here's what she had to say. She recalled she knew their marriage was over during, and this is where I began to lose it. Feel free to, to um, go off. A trip to the Tuscan countryside for her 38th birthday. I mean, she can't just realize her relationship is over you know, at the Baker Square like a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be. In the booth at the Baker Square. Getting your the pie tusk. shop special. Right? It this has to be. This pie is not what I thought it was. <laughs> I, I used to think this pie was so much better. I don't ever want to see you again. Oh, um, okay, quote. She's got to be in the Tuscan countryside. She's in the Tuscan countryside and, quote, fall was coming. The leaves were just loosening their grip on bright green. Oh, my gosh. Did Lena Dun? Did she commission? No, Lena literally. Dunham yeah, she probably did. She's a ghostwriter for this article. Oh my gosh! I'm Inside dying. Inside the cottage was perfectly appointed in the way you dream of for a birthday trip: cozy living room with a fireplace, kitchen table overflowing with spoils from the farm nearby, peaches, tomatoes on the vine, basil, eggs. Eggs? I don't recall what eggs. Where were they growing on something? I mean, where? Did... No, she. Okay. I think she just. She's imagining a table full of farm bounty. Oh, okay. She goes. I don't recall when it happened exactly. I don't remember I just... which day of the weekend it was. I just or know we were eating. The time of day, but I do remember the leaves were letting go of their 
grip on green. <laughs> anyway, she goes on to say, but I knew, dot, 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 despite long walks and longer lie-ins, big glasses of Barolo and hands held, my marriage was over. Oh, my God. Oh, what a Oh my gosh. (sighs) Then she goes on to say a damn cracked just enough. I mean, damn is is a word. There's a damn crack in the in the the floorboard. Vulgar. (laughs) Yeah, then she's like, screw you. No, it says a damn crack just enough to hear the unrelenting trickle of truth. And it grew louder until it was all I could hear. I mean, I do give her credit that she writes like Lena Dunham's like Lena Dunham is writing a a Christmas movie for Hallmark. It's you know totally what I mean? Like, true. She paints a picture, but like it's the picture that I don't like. It's not. It's it's like a poorly done Bob Ross. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or exactly. Like it's like the home version of when I was yeah. watching the Bob Ross. Yeah, like the yeah, like while you were trying to recreate what Bob Ross was doing, make some happy little trees. Yeah, they didn't look yeah. like trees. Didn't it's look like trees. It looked like someone no. threw up eggs. Eggs. <laughs> and also, here's here's what I think is so oh, God, is so laughable. Really funny I'm is sorry. that she doesn't reveal anything. This is just <sighs> this is just um, window dressing. This is just um set decoration and again There's no truth here the thing is gwyneth paltrow is doing that thing she does which is answer a question that nobody asked Aww. nobody was <laughs> like gwyneth six years later we still wonder about your conscious uncoupling with chris nobody. martin nobody I mean, asked if she it. was if she was saying, you know, Chris was a dirty dog and cheated on me, blah, blah, blah. I wish we had paid closer attention to blind items back then because I'm curious what the actual reasons mm-hmm. were. Because you know there's a real story. Because there's a real story with anybody in a marriage that ends, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and it's not that she has to tell us everything, but uh, if you are going to bring it up six years later, you better add something to the story. Yeah, Otherwise, you why would I show me... up? a new part of the story that I have not yet heard. But yeah. all you've really done is like Lena Dunham. F- there's gotta be, there's gotta be an app where you can write like a mundane story about something that happened, like w- went for a walk okay. and saw. So now I have an assignment for us. Okay. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So I think Holly should give us a setting. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. We need to have a Lena Dunham writing assignment. Oh, I Great. love that. Right, here we and, go. Like really quick, one paragraph describing something mundane. Okay, you know what? Yeah. Okay. 
Holly, do you want to? Yeah. All right. The scenario is I want you to describe doing the dishes. Okay. All right. And we have to write a paragraph on doing the dishes. Just a paragraph. And remember, Lena Dunhamized. You know, just a few sentences. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what I'm going to propose? What? Is that we take the next break to do that. Not right. I mean, we're not going anywhere right now, but. It's like what? Four sentences. We're doing four sentences. Yes. Lena Dunham style on doing the dishes. All right. And okay, so we'll do that, but but not, but we're not done with Gwyneth yet. Yeah. Um yes. You said yes. goop giveth and goop taketh away. What did she yeah. give us? Uh goop also um, oh, yes, it's the the Cameron Diaz story. So this was the other conversation that I actually was here for, mostly because of what Cameron Diaz was saying. So Gamera, Cameron Diaz, Gameron, that's Gwyneth and Cameron. No, Cameron Diaz sat down uh, for In Goop Health, the sessions. You know, she, Gwyneth Paltrow sits down with celebrities and people and talks about goopy stuff, right? Right. In this particular case, she was talking to, to Cameron Diaz about retiring from Hollywood. And this is actually... I don't want to give this too much, like, I don't want to blow too much smoke, but I do appreciate hearing from people who leave Hollywood and the reasons they do so. Now, I don't know how much of this is exposition uh, from Cameron Diaz and how much of it is true, but I really did think this is a fascinating discussion to hear why somebody actually chooses in a in a positive point in their career to walk away. See, and I would like more of that from Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Opening doors for us to hear those stories and less telling me about her conscious uncoupling in the countryside. Uh, Lena Dunhamized. We'll be Lena Dunhamizing doing the dishes when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107. It's the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And um, we are Lena Dunhamizing uh, a scenario right now as we speak. <laughs> I am just about done with my paragraph about doing the dishes. Bradley, are you finished? I am ready. Okay, so we were um, we decided on the fly to do a challenge after reading Gwyneth Paltrow's take on her conscious uncoupling from yes. her ex-husband, Chris Martin which we believed had been Lena Dunhamized. I really do think there should be like an app where you just write a mundane sentence so, and it just turns into the Lena Dunham version. Yeah, and Lena Dunham, her writing, I mean, go Google it and, um, you know, have that experience yourself. Um, it's very, very, very of a piece. Like everything Lena Dunham writes is all very similar. Um, and there's a tone and there's just a navel-gazing quality of her writing that um, is is recognizable instantly when you start to read. So Holly gave us a scenario, and that scenario was doing the dishes. And we have doing Lena Dunhamized doing the dishes. Dunhamized. Dunhamizing. Okay, who's going first? The, Go what? first. Yeah, Colleen. Ladies first. Dunhamized. Right. Okay, I'm gonna dunhamize doing the dishes. The white. Do we need background? I music feel like is well, there. Do we have any d baggy Lena Dunham music? Oh goodness! Like, something very uh, introspective. Whole, um, yeah, like what thoughtful. Um, mm. Mm, yeah, we should have thought of that beforehand. Although this whole segment is uh, is a creation of our mind right now. <laughs> um, okay, so 
Holly, just come in with that music whenever it arrives. I'm going to start reading, okay? The white porcelain cradle that held last night's soup, now crusted, sat, staring at me from the side of the sink. Knowing that I'd rather be dangling my feet into the tepid waters of the brook in the meadow just beyond the old oak tree, I settled for plunging my hands into the dawn-tinged water to make the dishes clean again. Wow. While I scrubbed... Tom Holland has... I imagined... What? <laughs> that was an... <laughs> that was a pop what was that? Lena Dunham showed up. She is not amused. <laughs> I'm not done. All right, hold on. Carry Thank on. you. While I scrubbed, I imagined how Cinderella must have felt before she knew the prince would slip the glass slipper on her perfectly pedicured metatarsals. Oh, metatarsal. That was a nice one. Thanks. I, I had to. You got to make feet sound sexy somehow. <laughs> well, that was that was delightfully. Thank Lena you. Just, Very. Like, you just got to get in the mindset of like too many words. Lots of words. Mm-hmm. Too many words. Yeah. So like the first thing I ever learned when um, I don't know it was maybe like high school writing class was like less words. Believe but me. Lena Dunham does not understand that no, notion. She's delighted with herself. Yeah. I also uh, feel that way because as a person who is currently enrolled in a higher learning experience, I have to do a lot of reading for school. And I seriously want to say, get to the point to all the yeah. academic authors. You're using too many words. Tell me what you're trying to say. We are into the brevity thing. Oh, my gosh. And oftentimes just saying, like, I don't like this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, fiction is a little different, but still. Tweet the book. Okay. Get to it. All right. Brad Lee. Uh, Lena Dunamise doing the dishes. Dunamise. Dunamise. It's starting. The sun was setting, and a ray of light was beaming across the room, providing a moment of truth that brought the reality of the situation into full focus. The smell of jasmine and sandalwood wafted up as I pumped dish soap mixed with a sousson of reflection on the lessons lessons life had taught me over the last few months. Staring at the sponge, a metaphor for life with all its holes, I realized the task before me was far more complicated than I'd ever hoped. Wow! <laughs> you did that in like a minute and a half. Dunamized. I mean, to your point, once you've read a few Lena Dunham articles <laughs> and included her on the D bag segment, which, by the way, she was instrumental in creating this segment. I think she actually is the godmother of the D bag segment. <laughs> That's probably true. I, it is a hundred. You know how like cruise ships have a godmother? Yes. This segment does too, and it's Lena Dunham. <laughs> So true. Oh, that's just oh, so gosh. wonderful. Thank you. Well, thank you for Lena making us Dunham. do this because I was going to suggest we do it tomorrow. No, then we would have had too that. much time to think. I really yeah, we enjoyed... would have overcomplicated it. Yeah, I just enjoyed being able to. And now, just to like bring it full circle, let's go back and read that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow uh, quote or beginning of her article about yeah. the conscious uncoupling that led us to dunamize those I feel like we could all like dunamizing is dunamize this is a, a it's habit like a mental exercise yeah. yeah okay mm-hmm. so give us what Gwyneth how Gwyneth dunamized so remember Gwyneth Paltrow sat down for British Vogue and uh, explained the moment she knew 
that her marriage to Chris Martin was over. Uh, by the way, quickly, before we denimize this, you know she typed that out on some old-fashioned typewriter. Like in Clickety-clack. In her lavender beds in her, her backyard. She just was out there with like just a little bit of wind blowing in her hair. <laughs> just with cl- like click, click, click. With white cotton curtains yes. just like flapping. <laughs> flap, flap, flap. She was drinking some hibiscus Prosecco. Kombucha. Prosecco, yeah, probably Prosecco. Okay. She wants to be a little tipsy. The mm. bubbles were going to her head. Yes. Okay. Okay, Dunamize. Dunamize. <laughs> Fall was coming. The leaves were just loosening their grip on bright green. Instead, rather inside, the cottage was perfectly appointed in the way you dream of for a birthday trip. Cozy living room with a fireplace, kitchen table overflowing with spoils from the farm nearby, peaches, tomatoes on the vine, basil, eggs. I don't recall when it happened exactly. I don't remember which day of the weekend it was or the time of day, but I knew, despite long walks and longer lions, big glasses of Barolo and hands held, my marriage was over. Dunamized. Oh my god! I mean, okay. Can, now can I reverse dunamize? Here's yes. what she just says. Yeah, yeah. Please. So we. This is what she says when she's with her girlfriends and she's drank an entire bottle of prosecco. And somebody's like, "How'd that thing end?" She's like, "Oh, we had to go on a birthday trip together, and mm-hmm. like we were eating and sleeping way mm-hmm. too much and drinking way too much. But I just looked at him and I was like." I don't even like this fool anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And they're that like, That is yes, the real story. Yes, Yay. Yes. Yay. That is the Dump real that story. Zero. <laughs> Get with another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like do you for a moment believe that she remembered six years later that there was a table full <laughs> of farm produce? <laughs> right? Like what? Like yes, I really oh. remember there were eggs on that table. Mm. The table uh, that was was there the moment I knew it was over. Also, the notion that there's a moment you know something's over that doesn't involve walking in on Chris Martin having sex with right? another woman, man, or something else obvious, right? Right. No, I mean <laughs> what I meant was another situation, oh, okay. not that he was having sex with <laughs> Like a, yeah. no, no, and, and like to be fair, like if that were the case, how do you write that? How do you dunamize that story? You don't. Yeah. You don't. Oh, Lena Dunham would. She would. That's oh, true. Also, there was a story which we'll talk about it off the air with okay. Lena Dunham that she came up in headlines <laughs> while I was gone. Hey, hey, listeners! Thanks for tuning into the Colleen and Bradley show. We're going to save the best conversation for when you're well, not listening. Let's put it this way: I would rather talk about it first <laughs> before we share it as a family. Sounds good. It's like before you before you let the kids in on it, you got to the parents have to have the, the parents. Oh yeah, to, that's how, true. How are we gonna How are we gonna dynamize this story for the kids? Yeah. Oh, that was fun. Thanks for, um, thank you More for de- delighting me with that little exercise. Um, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, I'm not going to denimize this. I'm just going to tell you what I saw of Big Brother last night. And hot tip, it wasn't that much. Okay, so don't expect some in-depth 
description of how the game will be played this year. I don't have that. Long story short, we didn't have internet. We get our cable through our internet. We were poaching our neighbors. She said it was okay. And uh, so I watched it kind of scrambled. But I have some thoughts, mostly about Julie Chen and about how they all entered the house. Mm. And I'm going to tell you the one local connection we have. Uh, A little Big Brother chat when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh I watched a little bit kind of of Big Brother last night. And oh, okay. you um, used to love Big Brother. I did used to love Big Brother. And and if I'm being like super honest, the only reason I didn't watch it anymore is because Big Brother is a commitment. When you watch Big Brother, It's not once a week. It's many days a week. And if you are going to keep on top of it, you really have to be on top of it. And with three kids um, who are getting ever older and involved in things, we have less and less time to catch up on those things. So we sort of fell away from it. And not because I I love the concept of Big Brother. And I've always loved the concept of Big Brother. I love the fact that um, Big Brother is really the... Only, and I'm going to say true because it's not even all the way true, but mostly true reality television that exists in the sense that it is manipulated um, with the gamification of it. Yeah. But what happens then in the house is purely, purely organic and decided by the members of the house. So I I appreciate that. I like that. I like that sort of fishbowl aspect of it. But um but it's been a while since I've tuned in. Uh, so last night, the new season began. And what's unique about this 22nd season is that because we are in the time of COVID, they had everybody quarantined. It is all all-stars. So they've already been through the Big Brother experience. Yeah. There's little kind of orientation to the process. It will likely be full of sparks because these are all-star players. But they had to quarantine for a period of time leading up to it, they had to have negative tests prior to coming into the house. And now they are going to live in this COVID free bubble for the foreseeable future until, you know, any of them are let go from the house. It's kind of interesting, an added layer of interest, right? In this particular moment to be in a COVID bubble as it were. And that's part of what is attractive to me about it is like, Watching people exist in this fear-free anxiety. Now, is it is it totally fear-free? Probably not, because they know that there are loved ones on the other side of the walls of that house who are not quarantined, who have not, you know, who have run the risk of getting the illness, and they won't know because they have no contact with the outside world while they're in the Big Brother house. So there's probably some anxiety, some nerves about it, but just in terms of like your own health and well-being, they're in yeah. the bubble. Okay, so I'm I'm watching it. Remember, I told you we were without we've been without internet since Tuesday. Um and uh so we were watching it cuz we have internet-based television. So we were watching it by borrowing our neighbor's internet, and the signal is not super strong. So I was watching it in sort of fits and starts. So I can't talk about, like, I can't do a full analysis of how the season is going to go and what the big, you know, what the plans are and how the game is going to go. I don't know. What I do know is this. 
the way they let them into the house was weird. And the reason why is because they brought them in in pods of four. They're on a soundstage, um, you know, because there's a soundstage outside of the Big Brother house. And Julie Chen is there in her gray, like, little dress with the big bow on the shoulder. She looks like she showed up to do Big Brother. She's not masked. But the four members of the house that are coming in in these pods of four... They all have masks on, which is odd to me, right? Because then why is Julie Chen not wearing a mask? So, and presumably they've all been quarantined. So why do they need to wear masks? Right. And she's, so what we know about masking is there's a benefit to both, but the majority of the benefit is to keep your germs from other people. Yeah. So in this case, who's the one with the germs that we were worried about? Julie Chen is. In any case, she's that's weird. They are more than six feet apart. You know, they're not there for long, but it's weird. And at one point she asks a question of a group of four guys and somebody starts talking. And she says, well, I can't see your lips moving, so I don't know which one of you is talking. Okay. Okay. Wow. So that was awkward. So there's yeah. this awkward, like that whole experience was awkward. And then what also is awkward is when they all do get into the house and they're all all stars. So and they don't know who all is going into the house. Okay. So that's the other piece of it. It's we don't know which all stars are stars are going in and they don't know either. So they all go off into these separate areas of the house and then Julie brings them all together. And in that moment when they all come together, there it is like a reunion of I believe there's like 14 or 16 of them. 16. 16 people who all know each other because they've been on various seasons. They've done promotions together. They are chatting, talking, greeting each other. They get to like sit next to each other. They, you know, things we haven't been able to do for a long time. And they're all, and Julie Chen is trying to get their attention. And what I realized in this moment is Julie Chen is a terrible host of this show. Well, yes. I mean, hasn't that been somewhat the criti- the, the criticism of her that she was kind of she's not you know the, not the most engaging. She's not at all engaging. She's not even really a good host. She sounded rude when she was trying to get them all to quiet down. Now I know, like she's trying to talk to them, but she's talking like a a, a mean teacher. Like everybody, sit down. I'm not going to talk until you sit down. Everybody needs to be quiet. Please be quiet. And this is all happening live. And all I all I could think of is Julie Chen is still married to Les Moonves. Well, that was the you know there was some internet uh, conversation about her um, promo for like she was doing an interview and um, I don't know there was I I just saw her come up in my Twitter feed Mm -hmm. and I think it was connected to the new season of Big Brother. And I remember thinking to myself, my God, I haven't heard or seen from Julie Chen. In fact, the last we saw of her, she had left the public world yeah. because of, and she she had stepped away from Big Brother like for a hot second, just insofar as like she stepped away from everything. And then it was announced that she was going to come back um, to Big Brother, but that she would not be coming back to, um, not The View, what's the... The, the talk. talk. Um, and that was the last we, uh, well, and I forgive me if I'm forgetting something, but I feel like that's the last we heard from her. It was, so it was totally sort of like disjointed or just dis, like, Oh, 
Julie Chen. Yeah, wait, what? Yeah, she's still what in happened? the world. She's still yeah. a thing. Um, her husband no longer can work for uh, the network, but she's still hosting Big Brother. Um, I do just also want to point out we have a local connection to this season of Big Brother. Oh, that's um, good to know. So Janelle Persnia, who's, I think she lives in Egan or Lakeville. Apple Valley, maybe. South of the river. South of the river. Yep. So she won Big Brother 6, Big Brother 7, and Big Brother 14. And now this is her fourth round in Big Brother season 22, this all-stars season. So that's just an interesting thing to watch for, right? Because like she's a she's a hometown gal. Um but so that'll and, and she actually I will just say as one who has been a fan of the game in the past, she's masterful at the game. Like she oh, okay. really her it's interesting to watch cuz her strategy, she's incredibly cunning and um yeah, she plays the game really well, but all of them will. And that's the thing that makes this an interesting season. And honestly, can I just say this as a final thought? This is the year we need Big Brother. What do you mean? Just because it's a great distraction it's from what's around It's new television. Us. It's yeah. a new storyline. We have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. Um, expect the unexpected. And um, it's just a good distraction. For what's going on. And it's weird to think there is, I believe, still a 24-hour feed on CBS All Access. Okay, so you can still do that, yeah. So you can still watch the 24-hour feed. And to me, there's something interesting about just, like, peeking into a world where COVID-19 is not an imminent threat. Yeah, that, that to me seems the most fascinating thing. That would be my reason for wanting to check in is, like, what is it like to see actual television being created in this moment Yeah, that, um, you know, is in the in the moment of coronavirus? Like, yeah. how is this, and what does it look like to actually see people, like, interacting with each other? It is fascinating. So, in any case, um, again, like I said, it is, Big Brother is, like, a commitment to watch. And they're going to be, like, they're going to be isolated, until they either get removed from the house or the end of the game. And when does it end? Well, uh, that's a really good question. It'll go for... How long does it go? It goes on for an unnaturally long time. Like, it'll go on for a long time. You'll, at some point, check in and be like, that's still on. Um, And and then there comes a time when people are let go from the house and they still have to isolate. Because so much of the world is, you know, changing so quickly. Yeah. It, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what the world looks like when they leave. Yeah, it's it's bonkers. Well, when we come back, and by the way, it airs Sundays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday, Big God, Brother. A lot. I know, right? When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is your walk through the kitchen and grab to eat every time food? 651-641-1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 